Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went away. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves, beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent slaves more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Then he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now the owner of the vineyard comes. What will he do to those tenants? They said to him, They said, Yes. He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people that produces its fruits. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone whom it falls. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard his, his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. This wonderful building, it looks so impressive when we see so many people singing. Um, uh, it, it's, uh, that, that last verse, sun is going to shine again, just sounded beautiful. And it's wonderful when we see, you know, all the faces out here and stuff. Um, this is a lease. Uh, we don't own this building. Surprised. <laughs> and when we, when we um, made the contract and everything to first move in here, uh, there were a number of uh, rules that were presented to us. Uh, for example, uh, we can't have uh, animals in here. Uh, <laughs> 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 I know, with... With Seth sitting right next to you, it's hard to believe that that's a rule. But it's, um, no, you can't have, can't have pets in here, uh, anything but service dogs. Uh, they were also concerned that for some reason, they were really concerned that we were going to have uh, party buses. And I don't know why, but yeah, they said definitely no party buses of any kind. And it's never, never once really occurred to us, you know? Yeah, I mean... Uh, but there were, other, there were other rules and stuff like that. And so when you lease a place, you know that there are certain things that you have to follow. You know that as much time as you spend in that place, you do know that the place, technically, you don't own it. There are certain things that you have to respect from the, the landowner. Am I correct? Have anybody ever rented a house or anything like that? Yeah, it happens. You know, I, I've, I've done that many times, and, and, and you always have to try to put it back in order, you know, and all that kind of stuff when you move out and all, all of that kind of stuff. Well, this is the parable that Jesus is kind of talking with the, uh, his group of people right now. We are in the meat of something right now. We've uh, been reading the, the book of Genesis, or the book of Genesis, <laughs> so a little further back here, uh, the, uh, the Gospel of Matthew. And this is where it is starting to get pretty confrontational. Jesus is now in uh, Jerusalem. He is starting to get criticized more, and he is starting to criticize more. He's becoming more vocal about the problems that he has with the religious leaders. Uh, did you ever notice that when you read the Bible, 
that the ones that Jesus had the biggest problems with were the religious leaders. Those were the ones that he was continually going to battle with. They were the ones that he was very... Um, some of the, the, the most uh, abrasive things that, that Jesus would say were aimed at the people that were the religious leaders. Why do you think that is? Anybody know? Why would he attack the people that were supposed to pave the way for him? Why would he attack the people that were supposed to be there for other people? As religious leaders then are not much different than religious leaders now. We are here to serve. We are here to uh, tell people about uh, spirituality. We, we are here to help be that spiritual guide and to be uh, uh, interpreter of, of, of uh, the Gospels and the, and the Torah and all of that kind of stuff. And that's pretty much what they were doing back then too. They were uh, the interpreters, they were the people that people would look to as for leadership. But when Jesus came to town, they're seeing him tell the people that they are nothing. There is, as a matter of fact, he is saying that the cornerstone of the very nature of the temple, the, uh, of the, the whole message of God is based here and that they will fall on this. And that that gospel will be given to someone else. That message, that, that kingdom will be given to somebody else. Kind of like watching parents fight, you know? It's a little hard to see that. But the parable that Jesus uses here is a great example. Because what he's saying is, the temple you see here, everything that you see here, you don't own it. It's not yours. You're leasing it. And he takes the religious leaders and he charges them with the fact that they are not living up to their lease agreement by being who they are and by doing the things that they've been doing. And he's mad about that. It would be kind of like if we suddenly had a party bus out here and the, you know, the landlord would be in his rights to say, you've broken your lease. This is not allowed. And we would have to say, you're right, because we signed a thing. Jesus is calling the religious leaders on this very thing, except his rules are a little different than ours. Pets are allowed. Every day is a party bus with Jesus. The things that they're breaking, the lease agreement that they are breaking, is much more important to Christ because it goes against everything that Christ has spent. Now we're at the cusp of the end of three years. Preaching. Um, here's, a, here's like a, a top, I don't know how many we have. Here's a top list of some of the things that Jesus has a problem with, with the religious leaders. One is restricting the kingdom. 
Now, the parable that, that Jesus used, he talks about a vineyard. But the fact that he is talking about a vineyard, what he means is the kingdom. The slaves that he's talking about, which again, always disturbs me whenever I see that word, but it is the, that is the times. But Jesus compares the slaves, they are the prophets. That's who Jesus is referring to when he mentions that God sent God the tenant, or God the, the owner, sent his slaves, meaning his prophets, to tell people about the coming of Christ. And then when it comes to the Son, we, we kind of know who that is. Now, Jesus continually taught when he was here that that kingdom is for everybody. He did it by his words, and he did it by his actions. Any time that he walked into a town, regardless of who was there, he welcomed them. He, he had meals with them. He, he shared time with them. He acknowledged them. He told them that they were important. And for some that had restrictions, like uh, um, ailments, uh, what we would refer to as uh, even mental and emotional crisis, back then sometimes they would refer to them as demons. Those were the things that were keeping people from getting into the kingdom, getting into the, the temple, according to other people's eyes. He would heal that so that he would show that with him, everybody's welcome. That was the point of that. It wasn't the parang, look me, I'm doing a magic trick. It was, this person's welcome and I'll prove it. That restriction that you put on that person, I will remove just to show you that they are welcome into this kingdom just as much as you are. The religious leaders had a problem with that. They liked very much their power. They liked their prestige. They got it into their head that they were no longer leasing this. They got it into their head that they were owning it. And so when you own something, suddenly you get to control who comes in, who's allowed, who is respected, all of that kind of stuff, and they like to put restrictions on it. They would make things conditional. They would make you have to, 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 to purchase things, to, to, to buy your way. You had to be a certain nationality. You had to be a certain type. Because the kingdom of heaven was not for everybody. It was for the chosen few, not for you. That was the bumper sticker that they had on the back of their limos. <laughs> so they're breaking the lease right there. The second thing is they continued to spread hateful rhetoric. On the notion of the welcoming, they continued to speak poorly about other people. They criticized people that had those ailments. They helped spread the message that Jesus, that God was angry at them. That's why bad things happen is because you made God mad. Because either you or a relative of yours had done something so terrible that that is why you have that. Now, when you start to do stuff like that, that allows people, it pretty much gives them permission to not like you. When you say that God doesn't like somebody, you're giving everyone else carte blanche to just say, I don't like them either. And that's what they were doing. If you were from a different town, if you were from a different community, if you were from a different class, you weren't welcomed here. 
Jesus, on the other hand, talks about in one of his uh, stories, he compares one of the most giving and caring person to a Samaritan. Samaritans were people that the Jewish sect, the religious leaders, could not stand. He's throwing it into their face of the ones that you guys hate the most, the ones that you guys do not think are believers, the ones that you guys think are absolute sinners, the ones that you guys will actually walk around their town rather than go through because you think they're so dirty, they're the ones that are helping people. They're the ones that are actually being the good Samaritan. That's a lease agreement. When Jesus says things like that, what he's saying is, if you're leasing this, you got to follow that too. In other words, you got to let everybody in. Because they're good people too. But the religious leaders, the Samaritans, Gentiles, uh, pagans, Romans, whatever the case may be, they like to talk about how bad it was for them, how, how they weren't allowed, how much God hated them. They're breaking the lease. They chose appearance over faith. Now, for them, they love to, to, uh, to pray in public. They love the big, you know, uh, the high church Things, you know, with a, they, they, if they had a, something with a little smoky thing, they'd do a smoky thing. They'd do candles and the songs and all that stuff with the, the, the robes and all of that kind of stuff. And they love to march around and be all this holy person when their actions were anything but. And Jesus called them on it over and over again. He said, it's not what you wear. It's not who you are like that. It's it's where you are in here. It's what you do behind closed doors, and I see you. I see you not following that lease agreement. Because that lease agreement, in my preaching, what I've been talking about, that lease agreement means that everybody, regardless of what they look like, what they appear to be, is welcome. Everybody is just as important. The person that is out here praying, the person that is inside on the streets begging and praying, God hears them both. He was breaking those barriers, and the religious leaders didn't like that. Again, the religious leaders were breaking the lease because right now the lease is saying, this kingdom, this kingdom, your job, is to care for it and to let everybody in. Your job is to allow people in, regardless of what they look like, regardless of who they are. They are welcome. Your job, plain and simple, send them to me. That's your job. The fruit in the parable that he's talking about. Our job is to nurture that, to grow that, just like in the vineyard. But then when it comes time to have all of the things that have grown in that, we give it away to the landlord. We let people in. We let them to God. That's our job. That's our job. We're not the judge. We're not the people that put restrictions. We're not the people that judge by appearance. Our job is to just continue to talk about the good news and to let people see 
the loving Christ. They ignored that. They ignored what was important. They wanted to nitpick over things. They wanted to nitpick over the, 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 the rules and regulations and traditions and all of this kind of stuff. It bothered them if anything came in that was a little bit off-center or different. Jesus, in his three years, talked repeatedly about it is not about the rules, the little things. It is about the love of Christ. Just the word love is all-encompassing. You cannot put the word love into one single description. It goes farther than that. The big picture is, is nothing that, about walking a straight line or about uh, following a rule or about uh, allowing pets in or having a bus. Or, it's about love. The message that Christ continued to give over and over again is that his message was a message of love. We're the tenants. We're renting this space. We rent this, we, we lease this building, which belongs to a, a company. But this church belongs to God. This church belongs to Christ. So our lease agreement goes beyond what is on the paper over in the next building. Our lease agreement goes on to the 2,000-year teaching of Jesus Christ. And that 2,000-year teaching tells us that doors open. It tells us that we are loved as we are. It, it tells us that no matter what class you are, what nationality you are, what culture you come from, what lifestyle you are, what identity you are. I mean, the, the list can go on. It tells us that as lease people, our job is to continue to welcome and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ. There are no barriers on that. And that's what Jesus had such a problem with with the religious leaders, is that they were doing all of this. And he was saying, do not create a wall between me and my people. Don't do that. Allow my people to come to me. And my people is every single being on the planet. I am just leasing you the vineyard. Your, your job is to, to grow and to share it. Your job is to hear that message of love and kindness. We, we are a United Methodist Church, um, which dates back many, many years. It started in England. Uh, it was uh, started by a, 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 a pastor of an Anglican church, and he got upset because they were restricting who could come in to the church. And his movement basically was to go outside and to preach to people that were too poor or too disrespected to come in to the church building. Uh, he tried to spread that news, and sometimes he, was, he wasn't perfect, you know? Some, some things he did right, some things he didn't. 
Uh, There were times that he was arrogant. (laughs) And there were times that he uh, would try to spread the news of, of Christ and the people would say, no. But his message was about spreading the love. His message about, was about leasing the kingdom and doing that lease agreement. I'm sad to say that um, there is a, an ongoing uh, ripple right now within the United Methodist Church. There are uh, churches that are, are leaving. Methodist, they've been Methodist Church for, you know, some of them over 100 years, some of them longer. And they're leaving the denomination because they, uh, because of the inclusivity of LGBTQ. That's that's really what it boils down to. Is that, and it breaks my heart. It's not one. I mean, I've actually seen some uh, people celebrating the fact of like, well, if you don't want them, get out of here. That's fine. I'm not on that team. I'm on the team where I want us to all be able to lease the vineyard. I want us to be able to get to the point and, and through this dark part of history and move beyond that to where we can look back and say, we did the right thing by letting everybody in. We're not there yet. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that that family churches, that people that have been going to churches all of their lives, born and raised, uh, there there are people here in this community right now that have had home churches leave. And it breaks their heart. I I don't think that that's our lease agreement. Again, our job is to grow and nurture the, the fruits and then to give them to Christ. The simplest thing that we have on our lease agreement is love. And as Christians, I guarantee you, you will never be accused of loving anybody too much. You will never be accused of welcoming people too much. You will never be accused of any of that. The problems that Jesus had with the religious leaders is that they weren't doing that. So as long as we err on the side of loving and welcoming and celebrating, we're going to be okay. This is the vineyard. This is the kingdom. We are the leasers. And there's a lot of there's a lot of harvest out here. There's a lot of growth. Thank God for that. When we leave here today, what I would love you to do during this week is to pray for the churches that are leaving. They're not our enemy. They're, they're not, uh, anyone that disagrees with us is not our enemy. 
We pray for each other because we're Christians. We pray for Christ to be part of it and to guide us. Will you pray with me now? Gracious and loving God, we are at a time where there is, it seems to be a, a rift, division on social issues, political issues. We keep trying to control things as if we own it. Help us remember that we don't. That actually is a relaxing feeling, knowing that we don't own it all. Help us remember what our job is. To welcome, to celebrate, to love, and to make sure that people see you and we do not stand in your way. Help us to remember that. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.